Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got the thumbs up. Here we go. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I wanted to start off today. I got a uh, direct message from a fella, and he wanted to know if we could uh, discuss this topic. Okay. A uh, situation he is in. All right, I like that. He says, uh, my question would be, is 33 years old too young to get a vasectomy? No, why? How many kids does he have? We He's have like- two kids, four and two, and my wife had a miscarriage at 20 weeks between oh. both kids. She says she's given birth to three kids, which she has. I most likely will do it, but I feel like I'm young to do it at 33. Well, have they had the discussion, number one? If she's good with it. Well, it seems like she wants him to have the vasectomy. Then go for it. Here's the, because here's the problem conversation that can come up. Yeah. What do you think? We're not going to make it. We're going to get divorced and you're going to go have another family, which happens a lot. Yes, it does. So you can either – aren't they reversible? I, I think they are reversible. I don't know how effective the reversible ones are. The whole vasectomy thing is bizarre. Just do this. <clears throat> Secretly free some sperm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Great advice, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Put it in your freezer but label it like lard. <laughs> and then that way you have it in your freezer. And if your wife stumbles upon your sperm in the freezer – then you can tell her it's like duck fat or that's something. That's bad advice. I'm just joking. Oh. Don't do that. I, yeah, I don't yeah, that's know. A, that, that's a weird situation. Well, it's a weird situation because, like I said, I'm sure that's what's going to cross her mind. Right. If you don't want to do it because you're too young. Well, too young for what exactly? Right, because we're not planning on having Correct. more kids. So in your mind, there's got to be a percentage that you don't believe will still be married in eight years and you might be having another family when you're 39 or 40. Right. And that can become a very difficult conversation to have. That'd be a very difficult conversation. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I never a vasectomy has never crossed my mind. Right. What percentage of married couples once they're done having kids do you think get vasectomies of the, or you know, have the their men? tubes tied? Yeah, well that's the thing. Like what percentage do you think is vasectomies i don't know my guess would be around 33 percent oh okay that seems lower hey i don't think it's i don't think every married couple every husband goes and gets a vasectomy yeah they have kids i don't know though maybe maybe it's 80 percent. i don't know my okay. guess would be 33 percent then let me give you the uh, other one you mentioned uh what we call tubes tied or yeah, I think the same what thing. we called it in the 1980s i, I don't think even, the same thing i don't even know what that means when they go a woman's having her tubes tied I mean, I know it means you can't get pregnant anymore, but I don't know what. Well, like, the fish, they can't swim. Well, I know like the vasectomy, they cut the. And dry you out. Yeah, they they cut the uh, the line in your balls that goes. 
from the sperm where the sperm is produced. Where the sperm goes, I have no idea. If you're, if if you have a vasectomy, I have no. I don't idea. think you produce it anymore. But you still produce ejaculate. Blank. There's, yeah, there's just no sperm in it. Right. It still looks the same, I suppose. Is this true? Yeah, because I think sperm are invisible. I don't think you could see sperm with the naked eye. I would think not. Have you gotten a microscope? No, I would a magnifying be glass. You I'd, would. I like to see if Ooh, that sw- one's dead. Why is he not swimming? Right. <laughs> I'd go in thinking I'd have a bunch of swimmers, and if I just saw like, would you see a dead ant colony? <laughs> like oh, one that's got a sign, help me. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no one here. <laughs> like, like Matt Damon in uh, what was that movie? With he's the astronaut in Mars, he's yeah. all alone on a planet. Uh, Martian. <laughs> Martian, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I see. You know, thinking about that though, and what couples? Oh, that was just live. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I saw dope. That'd been great. People have been like, "What's this new midday show?" <laughs> Talking about vasectomies. <laughs> this sounds interesting. Enough of the sports talk. <laughs> exactly. Brandon and Tiki will be back in about. I mean, Brandon and Sal will be back in about an hour. <laughs> but I wonder, like, what do most couples do when they're done having kids? The rhythm, <laughs> right? That's what I'm wondering. Like, so I was thinking about this today as I wanted to do this topic when I got this yeah, gentleman's sure. thing. So the rhythm method is really the pull out method, right? No. What is rhythm method? That you're now. I gotta remember because you gotta go back to the Catholic Church. Yeah. Where you only have sexual relations of that kind during the one week, I believe it is, of the month that the woman is the least fertile. Oh, okay. And there's a very little chance of pregnancy. I've heard that called the calendar method. Okay, that's but maybe me, well, that's the rhythm method. That's how I've always heard of it called the, the rhythm, rhythm method. method. Then there was the withdrawal method, <laughs> right? Which is not a hundred percent. Well, none of them are 100%, but this is what I was thinking, and I never really thought about this before, because I always thought in my head, why not just do the withdrawal method once you don't want to have babies? But are we taking away a woman's pleasure if the act is not being finished inside of her body? Usually it's finished anyway within seconds after (laughs) that anyhow. No, no, but I'm saying like... Is there some pleasure a woman takes in that act itself, not just the... What do you think? There's a warming sensation? (laughs) Something happens. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. The rhythm method, also called the calendar method. I never heard that before. That's interesting. Hmm. It's to determine when you ovulate and when you don't. So we don't know. Not you. I mean a woman. Yeah, I'm not ovulating anymore. I'm past that age. Um, What we really do need to do, Jerry, is hear from a woman, like... Is does I would a, love to have a woman in to discuss marital issues, yeah. relationship issues once. And we got several female listeners. We do. I would love to do that once or twice. It'd be great. Like, does a man ejaculating inside a woman give her pleasure? I got to be honest. I don't know that that's what I want to ask them. <laughs> that, that, that would not be a great be, first question. No, it would not be a good question. Just saying warm up first with some. Holy cow. Or it is just the act of sex. Is that the pleasure part? Or is it the whole thing? I think it. I think like a lot of things, no two women are the same. Yeah, I think there are some women that get turned on by looking at your ass, and I think there are other women that don't get turned on until you're ten minutes into sexual relations. Yeah, and then everyone falls in between. I think everybody's got different. I would say different trigger points that are going to turn them on. As right. you say. Yeah, I always thought, too, like, why not just go on the pill? Well, oh, there are some women that don't want to take medication if they don't have to. Correct. And I'm only now recently been reading uh, up on, you know, how the pill affects women. Yeah. All sorts of ways, emotionally. Yes. The biggest thing. It throws that their I, body composition out, out of whack. Or yeah. Not composition. I, is that the right phrase I to think use? So. I think uh, we could say body composition. Like all your chemical balances change. Yes. When you start putting something foreign into your body. Right. And you're taking that pill. And they also said, uh, I, I saw a very recent thing that came out that that said uh, women, sometimes if they're on the pill, and then let's say 
they get and they're on the pill for many years and they get off the pill, they're suddenly not attracted to their partner because it changed the hormonal balance to what they found attractive while on the pill and what they find attractive off the pill. That's got to be, and I'm sure this has happened many times, that has got to be one horrific day, though, when either a husband or a wife, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever couple you are, one says to the other, I got to be honest, you're ugly and disgusting, and I'm not interested in you anymore. Hmm. And they're just being honest and trying to have an open conversation and that in that moment, everything went from everything's fine, although our relationship is not so great, to oh, my life just changed. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that happens when they say it I that do. cruelly? I'd say you have to like. I, I don't know. I, uh, I in some cases that. maybe. In yeah. some cases maybe couples get very nasty with one another when they argue or they're not getting along. I mean, or maybe. You had, you had a woman snap your phone in half and then yell at you for not calling her. <laughs> I, that did happen, yeah. Unfortunately, in the flip phone era. Yeah. That did happen, yeah. Maybe like when they try to tell them in a nice way and then it doesn't get through, then Correct. they then they go the straightforward. You kind of reach your breaking point. I do not find you attractive. I do not like your personality. I don't know who you are. I'm repulsed by you. I want out. Right. I think that happens a lot more times than you think. Yeah, that's a rough. That is a rough day. Yeah, that's a tough one. Really rough one. And then you got the couples that, and I do believe this is a lot of couples too that stay together only for the children. That's it's difficult. That's why I'm always amazed when you see couples that have been together a really long time that like each other still, but it oozes out of both of them. Okay, where are these people? It's rare. <laughs> it is rare. Yeah. But occasionally I'll see like the, an older couple mm-hmm. just seemingly to be so in love still. Mm-hmm. And I got, I think sometimes in there, I bet there was a long rough patch in there somewhere. I'm sure everyone may, has it. And then maybe it turned around at retirement or something when they didn't have the stresses of work. Then they were like, oh, like I'm a much more pleasant uh, boyfriend. On the vacation weeks. I'm sure you are. Because of the sleep schedule mm-hmm. and that I'm not like, you know, during the week I'm so weird. I'm like, 4 o'clock I begin cooking dinner. 4.30 I eat dinner. You know, I'm and, and if I get thrown off in any of those things. I, You're very rigid. Yeah, very rigid. No room. Mm-hmm. But on vacation weeks, I mean. If, you might go to dinner at 5.15. I made dinner reservations on vacation weeks. 7 o'clock How I about went one that? night. Look at you. Yeah, it felt so bizarre. Yeah, there were people there. <laughs> there were people there, yeah. Yeah. What about those other things that you ever, you remember those things, IUDs that a woman would would use for birth control? That was like this object that they That put, was for birth control, not for yeah. pregnancy? It was for, it was a birth control way to okay. prevent pregnancy. Okay. It was the, it would go up inside the vagina and sit up in there. And Isn't that like a sponge? No, that wasn't the sponge was a that birth control. Also. That one I don't understand for the life of me, but yeah. I had. This one was essentially putting a foreign object into the vagina so that the vagina knew something's wrong here. Don't let a baby attach. So it shut down. Yeah. The way you shut down Monday through Thursday during a work week. Yeah, it was like construction zone. <laughs> they called it the owl. <laughs> yeah, the IUD. That seemed very dangerous. Yeah, I, again, you're putting something in your body that's not supposed to be there. The sponge you brought up. And also, this is a weird one, too. You, Two things here. When you, on the male side, if you need the help of a pill, what if you take the pill and nothing happens that night? You just wasted a pill. Right. And are you walking around with a a crank, as Boomer called it? A disappointed crank. And then for the female, you're in the middle of doing something. Hold on, got to grab the sponge. Right. That seems... Uh, now, I guess you can make the same case for the condom, although that seems like it goes on much faster and not that big a deal. The sponge thing, it's like putting a rock in a cave yeah, and like, putting it in the right spot. Yeah, here's the difference, I think. Uh, with the condom you're not leaving the room like you're in the middle of it and you put it on. Yeah. The sponge, you got to be like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And for some moment gone. Yes. That's, it's tough. And I know know, why you would do it and I understand it at all, but just seems like a, uh, 
complicated way. Unless you would put the sponge in a few hours before too, then you're setting. When you're that walking up. around with a sponge in you, yeah, that seems uncomfortable. You ever see that thing, the diaphragms that women would would you use? Know, no, actually, yeah, I've, I know about it. Have I ever seen one? No, I have yeah. no idea what it looks like. It looks like it's circular and it looks like a like a cap, and you would put so that up in there. In. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. But that all also went up into the vagina. And back then we were told in in like health class that you would coat the diaphragm in spermicide. That way oh, if the di- diaphragm itself didn't stop the pregnancy. Wow, I'm looking at it now. Sperm would kill the spermicide would kill it. Holy cow. This is brutal. And then what didn't they create a female condom too? Yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. No. Okay. Did you ever have an era in your life? I know you've been with your wife a very long time. Mm-hmm. Where you wore condoms. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Which ones, like, what What would you choose? Would you cho- choose one with spermicide on it? No, I never did that. No. Never. For a little extra protection? Uh-uh. No. That, to me, kind of like what you were just talking about, doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. It does, and I, for what it's supposed to do, No. Like, here, let's put some, pour some chemicals on you. Yeah, you're wearing a rubber with I'm chemicals I'm good. On I'll it. pass. No, I never once. Nope. Well, you? you would just go plain one? Yeah. Would you go reservoir tip? What? There were some with the reservoir what tip. What the hell does that mean? Well, like, at the end of it, the round, at the end yeah. of the rounded part, there was the a thing. A little that cone. Would, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the cone. Probably. I don't. I, you don't remember. Probably. I don't remember. Reservoir tip. I do not remember. If you didn't do reservoir tip, you had to kind of create your own tip. That's what the instructions said. You I never read one, the instructions? Oh, my God, Jerry. When I first got condoms, <laughs> I read the instructions. I, I practiced. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said that. Because I had to figure out how to do it. You want to be well-versed. I knew you practiced it. That yeah. I did, though. That is hilarious. Every once in a while, and I remember as a kid on my block, and I lived on like a very nondescript, mm-hmm. not a busy street. And I remember one time walking down my street and there was a red Trojan box mm-hmm. on the side of the road. And I was like, wow, somebody like. Use these all. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but probably on my block in a car or something. Yeah, like, probably. That's weird. With their parents inside. Yeah. Yeah. And then just threw the box. Like, I would have tried to hide the box. Bury it. Bury it in the trash somewhere. (laughs) Throw it in a dumpster. Like a time capsule for you. Yeah. Let's go back to that Colonia house. (laughs) I'd be trying to, like, bury that condom box the same way serial killers bury a body. Like, I'd be very strategic. Is that where you buried the Barbie that you took a pinhole and tried to create a vagina with? I did not create a (laughs) vagina on a Barbie doll. (laughs) Yeah, but I remember even being confused about all the different kinds of condoms. And now, forget it. Now, I'm sure there's a billion different brands. So, if I go to Amazon, because that's where we buy everything these days. Yes. If I go to Amazon and I put in, how many different types of condoms do you think they sell? Oh, my gosh. How do we even sell condoms? Well, Trojan themselves have a ton. Then there was one called the Lifestyles. All right, so you got... Ramsey's. One's called Skin. Oh, Skin. S-K-Y-N. Nice. Trojan. uh, Durex. Oh, Dorex was big, yeah. Uh, Flow Ultra, Flow Ultra XO. I don't know what the, I don't know what mm. that is. Um, I would trust see. Trojans. They feel mm. tru- they feel trust. Did I say lifestyles yet? Yeah, lifestyles. Because I forgot about those. Wait, Trojans got a million different kinds. Right, that's the problem. I mean, there's so many kinds. Here you go, a Trojan bear skin one. Naughty Boy condoms? Never heard of that I'm one. I'm not using those. Oh, come on. They still make these? Lambskin condoms are still made in lambskin. 2023. Now, the interesting thing about the lambskin condom, they do protect against pregnancy, but VD can get through the lambskin condom. Really? Yeah, the VD cells are big enough to get through the porousness of the lambskin condom. I've never met someone but AIDS, so enamored with VD. Yeah. AIDS and VD can get through, but the sperm is too large to pass through the lambskin condom. One, how about this? So these are latex-free. Ten of them is mm-hmm. $34. That seems like a lot of money, no? It does seem like a lot of money. 
Um, I tried Jerry for a little while when I didn't want to go out and buy condoms, uh, chicken skin condoms. I just took some of the chicken skins. You're such a jackass. In the house. KY makes a condom. Shabari. I never heard of those. They got a lot. Now they have whole aisles dedicated in the drugstore, like uh, Walgreens and yeah, CVS. To intimacy. Yeah. Yep. And Wal- uh, Target has a whole section. Yeah. And they sell vibrators, yes. oils, gels. I know. Yeah. I've seen them. Absolutely. Walgreens and CVS, I feel like, started it. Yeah. And now Target has jumped on as well. You're right. And Walgreens and CVS, they put them. That's when like, you used to have to go back by the pharmacy to get them. Now they're at their own aisle. Now they're in an aisle, but in some of the places, if it's a smaller store, they're in an aisle with the tampons and the yep. wi- uh, women things. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. That's another thing. You go down the tampon aisle, there's a million mm-hmm. kinds of tampons. Which always comes back to your question, which is why I say it creates competition. Just because someone's doing it well doesn't mean you can't do it as well or better, or right. at least try to. Same thing with the condoms. How many, how many different kinds do we need? I mean, I, just looking here... Trojan's got a pleasure pack that's got four different varieties in it. I mean, good Lord. Ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, you've got, I'll tell you which ones they are right now. Uh, twisted. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is either. You get six intense ones, whatever that <laughs> means. You get six warming condoms. Ooh, I don't think I'd like that. And 12 for her pleasure. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that they're ribbed? Yeah, ribbed. Oh, here we go. So it actually tells you. So the... Mm-hmm, Oh, yeah, they got uh, stimulant stimulants in the areas to help most sen- in the sensitive areas to help both partners. That's one. Then the ribbed one is textured for her uh, stimulation. Her pleasure. Deep ribbed for increased stimulation. Wow. Warm sensations for both. That's it. That's all they say. They have some of them even have they'll put in the tip of the condom some sort of um, sensitivity killer. To make okay. a man last sure. longer. Not but that again, I haven't seen those. Oh, maybe that's this one. Extended pleasure. Yeah, extended pleasure. There we pleasure. go. It's just tro- Trojan extended pleasure. Helps prolong pleasure and performance. Yeah, that's it. There you go. But then you're also rolling the dice as if your schweener is numb, then maybe you don't feel anything. And then you go, Oh, this is a terrible name. Okay. Ugh. I don't even want to. Ugh. The Trojan raw. Ugh. That's a bad name. Yeah, I don't like that. The, the, the stop making those. I don't like raw. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds not sensual. It and I like disgusting. sensual. Don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. All right. They have chocolate. Come on, chocolate scented condoms. You got to be <laughs> kidding me. Yes. Here you go. Fantasy flavored condoms. And this is the. How about this pack of forty eight? Only twelve bucks. Pack of 48 for 12 bucks? That's what it says. And they're different flavors? You can get grape-flavored. Flavored vanilla. or scented? I don't know. I guess scented. Oh, okay. You got grape-scented, vanilla-scented, strawberry, banana, uh, mint. You've got chocolate. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? This is pretty exciting. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> so to circle it back as we wrap up, Jerry... The gentleman wanted to know at 33, he's got two kids. It seems like they're done having children. You think he's got to get the vasectomy. Otherwise, he has to have a very uncomfortable conversation wherein the wife thinks he sees a future with another family down the road. Is this a ring that you put on it? Oh, yeah. What in It prolongs intimacy. You're aware of this? Yeah. (laughs) I am aware of those. And it works. I would never put one on because I'd feel like, what if I can't get it off? (laughs) Right? That would be rough. Wow. Yeah, the theory behind those, Jerry, is that once you You really look into this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you got the theories, <laughs> the scientific evidence. The theory of that is once you become aroused and the blood cells are, in, are engorged, you have the ring on there, it will stay engorged. But that sounds... I don't want that. That sounds terrible. All right. I'm going to ask a serious question All right. now. Do you think someone has a YouTube channel where they rate condoms? Yes, I do. How would I search that? Condom? Condom reviews. Reviews. People love to do reviews on YouTube. Okay, here we go. Yeah, sure do. Holy cow. Any hot chicks, Jerry? Is it all dudes? Uh, Well, there's a couple of um, 
ladies that mm-hmm. are doing a flavored condom taste test. All right. There is a condom demo using fruit and vegetables. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this one was banned. Beginner's Guide to Shopping for Condoms by a Pretty Young Lady. Mm-hmm. There's a guy here with a review on ultra-thin condoms. Beautiful woman talking about, does your partner what size know what size condom to order? I'm a magnum, Jerry. Do men know how to wear a condom? <laughs> That's a woman that uh, is basically handling a dildo, and oh. she's trying to show you how to the do right it. way to put the condom on. Very important, because you get in the in the mix of sex, and uh, you're getting nervous, and you put that on the wrong way, going to be a problem. There is a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Damn. The one that the one uses the fruit and the vegetables, yeah. four million views. Yeah. Four million. Holy crap. She's uh, doing a nice service for people. I guess so. Teaching them the proper way. There you go. Safe sex is where it's at, Jerry. That's what I say. You said a lot about this, and you seem to know a lot about all these different things. <laughs> all right, let's do the warm-up show, Jerry. Any review on the Tenuto 2 yet? I did not purchase the Tenuto 2. <laughs> what was that again? I forget. I don't remember. It's some device you put on that's oh, supposed that to help her penis. and you. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. A device, But yeah. we keep getting the ads on, on Twitter. Actually, I haven't gotten the ads in a couple... By the way, is it called while. Twitter now or is it called X? I think it's called Twitter still, but it's just... That's the logo. The logo is the X, yeah. I gotcha, okay. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up. Tomorrow is Thursday already, which no, it's is my Friday cool. tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah. Who are you saddling me with on Friday? Uh, CeeLo, I believe. Oh, okay, I like CeeLo. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, good. Uh, warm-up show next, then Jerry will be here tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Subway Series Game 2 and all other fun stuff we, stuff we find between now and then. <gasps> so... I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) Wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. 30 seconds to go. I believe Marino is saying I'm going to spike it. Marino back, and he looks to the right side. Throws. Touchdown, Ingram. It was a fake. Marino was faking. He pretended as if he was going to spike by making that motion, and the Jets just relaxed on defense, and Marino threw it to Ingram, who was standing there like a house by the side of the road. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, Subway Series Wednesday, 502, the Eddie Scazzeri. Good morning to you, sir, and how you be, as Steve Summers once said. And across from me, a little to my left, he's wearing his Metsy shirt. His name is Al Peter Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yes, I am wearing my Met shirt today. I you purposely, front-running son of a bitch. I purposely pulled this right out of my T-shirt drawer. And I even thought about it before. I was like, I'm going to wear a Mets shirt today. Would you have worn it had the Yankees won? No. Okay. I, I, this morning when I saw that the Mets won and they won big time, Jerry, and it wasn't close and they just beat down the Yankees, I said, I need a Mets shirt today 
What? And I just chose the one with the giant Met logo. There you go. It looks good on you. You this wear is, it well. This is a classic, Jerry. You should have wore your starter satin jacket. Now, that uh, would have been cool. I don't have that anymore. Oh, I thought you still had those. I got to pick one of those up, though, for sure. You should. I actually saw a uh, starter jacket online when I was uh, sitting next to Gina on the couch, and I said, I might, I might get one of these. What, goes, what team were you going to get? The Bucks? No. The I, Cowboys? Um, well, I had a Cowboys one as a the kid. The silver one or the navy blue one? Navy blue. Yeah, I had the silver one. So I was going to get me one of those, and I said, uh, and she goes, y- you know you're 53. So what? Does it matter? Good Thank for you, you, Jerry. Good for you. You can get one right now for $112. Yeah. I'm that should need... be your jacket of the winter. It should be. Yes. Go old school. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I can't get a Mets one because like, by the time I wear the jacket, the Mets season's over. Yeah, but you know that's I mean? the time you wear it in the winter. Mm. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. Or you wear it today in the middle of July because they beat down the, the Yankees last night. That's and then true. if they lose tonight, you take it off. It was 68 degrees when I uh, was rolling in here today. I could have worn you that. You could have worn a jacket. That jarter, that starter is, jacket. That is true. Yeah, what does it matter that I'm 53? It doesn't. It doesn't You're only right? as old as you feel. Exactly. That said, I wouldn't go date a 19-year-old because you are 53. I am 53 years yeah, old. Jerry. That's where it gets a little weird. I'm a man. Yeah, something I'm like that. How about Pete Alonzo? Jerry, this is the Mets team we thought we were getting. I agree with you. In the beginning of the year. Could not agree with you more. We have Justin Verlander. Pitched well. Two too hits. Many wa- too many walks. Two hits but and six innings. Pitched well. Pitched well. And the walks is why he only pitched six innings and not seven or eight. Because he threw too many pitches. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Pete Alonzo. Two home runs, mm-hmm. five RBIs. What's five. What's interesting is before he hits the first one, yeah, I'm you know he missed on a pitch that was right over the middle of the plate, and I don't know it was Keith or Ron. One of them was says, "Oof, he wants that pitch back like that." He just flat out missed that, and I even think Keith said last year he probably hits that over the wall, um, but he's just his timing's off, and it was either the next pitcher to pitch after that where he just clock that line drive and I felt like at that moment I actually felt like the game was over really four nothing third inning I'm like that was a game-changing home run the now, Pete Alonso line drive to left field yeah I don't know why it just felt like that and, and then he hits another one and he hit the other one with uh, your guy Vogel back yeah as they yeah. go back to back and That's a belly right. to belly I do like Vogel back swing as much as he's annoying. Like Babe Ruth. Yeah, just such a weird... A little fat lefty. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird swing. But when he connects, man... Yeah, no question. That he, was cool. The The only time there was a little bit of angst, I would say, if you were a Met fan, was when Stanton comes up with the bases loaded and that little fly-swatting bat that he has, and he drives that line drive. If that ball isn't caught by Stewart in right field and it goes off the wall, you got a game. But he made the catch, and it just turned out to be a little sack fly. Yep. The Mets had a couple of bloopers. Uh, Pete Alonso hit a blooper. Yeah, um, uh, Jeff McNeil hit a blooper. Lindor had the blooper for the double. Bloopers, a lot of a couple of bloopers. You need them. That's baseball, Susan, as they say. And I thought I heard uh, Aaron Boone after the game blaming the bloopers. Uh I did not like, for hear losing. The, for the, I haven't had time. to I listen saw to like in the New yet. York Post rundown some yeah. quotes from Aaron Boone about the bloopers and how they they shouldn't have dropped the bloopers. Well. Listen, there is definitely a case where, let's see, it might be in here where he's talking about Verlander. Let me just see if this is it. I mean, he had his way with us. Uh, I thought his slider was really good, um, which, you know, kind of everything kind of worked off of that. You know, he's able to slow us down with the breaking ball. No, I guess not. Um, And the bloopers. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, that might have been, you know what, it might have been when he was talking about Severino, where, yes, he gave up a couple of home runs, but there were also some dinks and dunks that fell in. I mean, that is true. I mean, even even if you go to Sunday night with the Red Sox and Carlos Carrasco, now, the balls were hit hard, don't get me wrong, but the Red Sox, I think, had seven straight hits against Carrasco, and I think they were all ground balls that just found a hole. You know, a couple of feet one way or the other, and all of a sudden you got double plays and... An easy inning. That's kind of the way it goes sometimes. And I understand the Alonzo bloopers because uh, you're playing Alonzo deep. And Absolutely. He, he dunks one over the, well, you know, in between the sh- the third, I'm sorry, the shortstop, the left fielder, and the center fielder just drops there. I thought the one that was misplayed was the Lindor one. Um, I'm trying to think, did he score on that? Eh, I don't remember. He doubles and gets, you know, he bloops the ball in between, I guess it was McKinney and third base. And it looked to me like McKinney took a terrible route to the ball, and he kind of slid next to it instead of at it. 
I don't know. I mean, that was one that just kind of fell. And, you know, he hits the ball hard. He, he, you know, one hopper to second base, and that turns out to be a double. That's baseball. But it wasn't the bloopers that got you. It was the Pete Alonzo. Well, yeah. But it, it also set up in certain cases. I mean, the Alonzo double, uh, the Alonzo bloop in the first kind of gets them off and running with the base hit. You know, it's kind of the way it goes. Do you think they left Domingo Herman in too long, Jerry? Six I innings. was surprised. You know when I was surprised? Not so much they went for the sixth. I thought after he gave up the home run to Alonzo, he was done. The second one. Yeah. And they stayed in and gave up another home run. <laughs> and then finished the inning. <laughs> right. So I was surprised, yes, a little gave bit. Gave up uh, six earned runs yep. in the six innings that he pitched. Yeah, so. he did. So he went perfect game, and now he's had a couple of really, uh, really good stinkers. Yeah, he is a long way from that perfect game. Well, there's teams are also a long way from the A's. Oh, right. Still a huge accomplishment. Yes, but the A's are brutal. The A's are not very good, but still a perfect game is a perfect game. Absolutely, no, no doubt. Then I saw that uh, Francisco Alvarez. Yeah, this is not good. Took a, a fastball off of the hand yeah. that he swung at. I guess. Oh, it was like a check swing. Yeah. I don't like that. If you get hit with a ball, even if you take a full swing, take your base. You, the pitcher just beans you. No, no. If you swing and get hit, you're swung. Yeah. I don't think this was much of a swing as much of a check swing, and he was trying to get out of the way. Right. Not only that, if you get hit really hard in the hand, your bat might go forward. I suppose. That's what I would have argued. Either way, he got hit by a pitch. Great. Now, I think x-rays were negative. That's yes. the good news. The bad news is he got hit by a pitch in his hand. Not good. Not good. No, not good. Then I saw Vientos got hit with the ball yeah. as well. Yep, pretty much. Just prior to that. This is the Mets. They get hit by balls. I know. Like, uh, uh, who's their manager, Jay? Buck, Buck Walter. Walter. Yeah. <laughs> On that check swing hit in the hand by Alvarez, he looked pissed that it was called the strike, but. There's nothing you do. The, the, the best part of it would be they were winning. And they won the game. Otherwise, that's injury to insult. I mean, what are you going to do? You just hope he's not hurt. So now with the Mets taking the first game, this to the game tonight's a nice relaxing game for them. No, it's not. Even if they you lose, wanna, they You want to win the snow. You want to win the Subway Series. They split the first time. They're up two games to one. Go win this. Take three out of four from the Mets. And if you're the Yankees, you better go get a split. They yeah, got the Yankees, lucky last night yeah. that the Blue Jays lost in 10 innings. Not oh, is that, that right? Not that the season's over, but they'd be three and a half back. If the if the Blue Jays pulled that game out, well, who do they got tonight? Uh, Carlos Rodon, yes, and Jose Quintana. Has Rodon just pitched one game or two now? So I think he pitched two. I think two. I believe this will be his third. Might even be his fourth. What? I have to. You know what? No it, way. It might no. It could be his fourth. Hold on, I will check. It's at least two. I do know that. Hmm. That I know. I was surprised. You know, I had had uh, the afternoon show on yesterday. Uh, Evan and Tiki. Uh-oh. And, you know it's uh, coming, Eddie. You know that? it's coming. Someone's listening to the radio station a lot again. Well, I want to see what is going on with these shows. The explosion of too much sports is coming in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there. I can't go outside. The heavens completely yeah. opened up. No kidding. It was flooding on my streets, Jerry, yeah, in Bradley Beach. The ocean was creeping up to my condo. Yep. And here's Evan and Tiki talking about the Met and Yankee game. And I'm in my head, I'm like, there's not playing a game tonight it's pouring rain yeah no they played they played they played though all right Rodon by the way has made three starts that is oh. correct man yeah how'd you know that how'd I know that I just yeah. pulled it up oh the seventh the 14th and the 19th this will be his fourth start oh, okay so far um it's fair to say uh, he stunk oh really he's zero and three perfect uh, and his ERA is um this would qualify as not good yeah Seven point three. That isn't good. Yeah. All right. So, so the Mets win tonight too. Sweet I don't remember City. him pitching against the Cubs. Were we in that week? <laughs> I remember the Colorado and the and the other game. I was not in, in L.A. At the Angels. Sure. I don't remember him pitching against the Cubs at all. That okay. was a forgotten start. Yeah, I, I by Mister Rodon, and that one wasn't terrible. He pitched into the sixth and he gave up a couple of runs. Don't remember it. So, and that was only three weeks ago. How was this, uh, Jose Quintana, Jerry? That's who the Mets um, he was okay. He made his start last week. Went, I think, around five, five and a third, five and two thirds, something like that. He was okay. I wouldn't say he was great. He was okay. I think Pete Alonso's feeling it now. I feel like oh, he's going to hit another home run tonight. Well, it's about time because he has not done a whole hell of a lot in the last month. His batting average is brutal. 
I mean, he was hitting, what, until last night's game, 201, 202, just terrible. So he had a good night, raised the average a little bit. Francisco Lindor had a good night, kind of setting the table, did some good things. And by the way, Jeff McNeil with a couple of big hits late when the game, I don't want to say it was decided because 7-3 the game's not decided, but um, had a couple of big hits. So, yeah, exactly. McNeil, Lindor, yeah. Alonzo, Verlander. Mm-hmm. Everyone did what they were supposed to do. Mets win no problem. Yeah. I'd love to see an opposite field, short porch, Pete Alonzo home run. You might get tonight. it tonight. You might get it. Although I will tell you, the line drive to left and the shot to center field, pretty good. Oh, the shot to center is the best one. No cheapies with those two. Yeah. There's no doubt. When you hit a shot to dead center, that's the best. And what's amazing is the Stanton sack fly looked like it got only about 12 feet off the ground. And if he doesn't catch that, that probably bangs off the wall. And who was that dude out there? What did you say? Uh, that's Stewart. Stewart? Yeah. How do I not DJ know DJ Stewart. Because you don't watch them. He must not be in highlight packages then very much. He hasn't played much. much. He is not, honestly has not played a lot. Well, he was in the highlight package last night on yes, that catch. Yes, he was. Beautiful catch. Beautiful catch. Well, I wouldn't call it a beautiful catch. He made the catch. He made the catch. Right. Yes. Right. Right. You're right. It was not did not look smooth. No, not at all. How about two? Who was it? It was it was it Bader and Bauer. God, I'm blanking out on who it was. We talk all the time about, you know, you coach youth baseball and when kids converge on one pop-up and they're not calling it or they're calling each other off and coaches yelling at them. Meantime, it happens all the time in Major League Baseball. If Bader, I don't know if you saw the play, if Bader doesn't catch that ball with two hands, that is out of the glove because they're both calling for it and then he stares them down. Yeah, I thought you are supposed to listen to the center fielder. I That was the center fielder's ball. That was Bader's ball. Yeah. I do. But it's also the type of play if you're drifting over, Unless you hear Bader loud and clear. I mean, he was calling for it, in fairness. But it is funny. It's Major League Baseball, and this stuff happens all the time. I remember when I played outfield in the Little League, if I heard someone calling the ball, you take it. <laughs> you ducked and ran. <laughs> yeah. All that is is me, an opportunity for me to drop a ball that should be caught. Here was Al. Please say please. Oh, thank God. <laughs> like I'll be playing the center. This shot to center. Right fielder, you got this. You're the first shortstop in the history of Little League that you asked the third baseman to cut every ball off. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Come on, man. You can move. Get that. <laughs> did you see there was a wild triple play last night? I did see in the Red Sox game, yeah. Red Sox-Braves. They said, Jerry, it was only the second time in baseball history. The last one happening in 1884. Well, this is a weird one. It was. Now, you're a man who knows how to score a baseball yeah. game. So the Braves turned a very rare eight three five triple play. Yes, Jerry, what is the eighth position? Oh come on! No, I know what it is, but tell the audience for real. No, I do know. Center it. field, center field. Yes. So the center fielder catches a ball. The, the runner on first is the one that screwed this whole thing up. Screwed the whole thing up. He was practically. Why does he get now? I don't know. Base. Now I don't know. Was he stealing on the pitch? I don't think so. Because there was a guy on second, so I can't imagine he was. No. My I think get- he just thought it was going to drop in. Oh, but it wasn't yeah, he, even close. Yeah, he got a bad read. I saw the read. Oh, terrible read. So he gets doubled off. At and first. then the runner at second actually makes the right play, but I think he broke too late. As soon as that throw goes to first, he breaks for third. But, I mean, as soon as the ball was caught, he slings it over to third, and he gets thrown out by 10 feet. I can't believe that. It wasn't I – mean, it was unique. But it, it is wasn't unique. as unique as you play a, all – how many games get played a year in Major League Baseball – and this is only the second time it's happened since 1884. Yeah, but, but think about it. Like it's wild stuff. If there Here's why it's unique. Because the only reason I would call it ununique is the fact that the guy's not stealing. Like it's a it's a difficult play to make because there's no reason with the ball in front of you that you could have that bad of every now if that ball was caught in right field where you got to look over his shoulder, okay, maybe. It's right in front of you. As a major leaguer, how do you run 75 feet to second base? He got thrown out by, it had to have been 10 or 15 feet. So it's unique just because that shouldn't happen. I don't know. It's just a bad play by the Braves or the Red Sox or yeah. whoever it was. And we're really, it's the fault of the dude on first base. I, I agree with you. And that's where the whole thing began. And um, that's why they got three outs. You, what surprises me in Major League Baseball that we don't see more often is the 
ground ball to third, step on the bag, throw to second, throw to first triple yes. play. We see it, but that to me seems like that should happen more. Yes. Right. It was a, a shot because yeah. that ball gets to third base so quick. And their arms are so good. And you can't take a guy out at second base anymore. Right. Exactly. But And you'll see that a couple times a year maybe, but you don't hear see that as often as you think you might. Yeah. So, unique. Very unique. Thank Very you. Very unique. And so are we. Uh, 518, we are just getting started. Boomer and Gio are going to attack the Subway Series and all the football coming up at 6 o'clock. Don't go away here on The Fan. All right, nice to have you with us. By the way, real quick, because we're talking about the Subway Series. No, no, we talked about the Braves and the uh, Red Sox real quick. But Aaron Judge simulated games in Tampa. Oh, is that right? I think so these guys so long together. I, maybe no. this weekend. Get maybe. it together, bro. Perhaps this weekend. Well, I think they Perhaps. play the Orioles this weekend. Well, let's go. I think. That would be interesting. They're still good, right, the Orioles? The Orioles are first place. Oh, just. <laughs> That's what I'm talking I'd love an Orioles-Pirates World Series. Is that possible this year, Jerry? Uh, who'd you say? Orioles. No, Pirates. Pirates are terrible. Oh, man. The Pirates had their little run. Yeah. And, oh, they had a couple of runs, actually. They've been uh, terrible ever since. Oh, that stinks. Well, what did you expect? I expected them to, if the Orioles are good, I need the Pirates to be good. I need the We Are Family 1979 World Series back. Yankees, Orioles, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, they're all night games. Is that uh, in the, the Come on. in the Bronx, Jerry, or is that in Baltimore? No, they're in Baltimore. Friday night, Saturday night on Fox, and then Sunday night on ESPN. Don't get syphilis if you go out there. That's Who's the syphilis? syphilis capital of the world. Now, why would you Baltimore, know that? Baltimore, Maryland. Because I remember seeing a big story a couple of years ago. Do not get syphilis in How Baltimore. How do you get syphilis? A sexual contact. Oh, all right. Well, then I'm, so, I'll be fine. I just hope uh, none of the Yankees go down there, have sexual contact with any of those Baltimore ladies that have syphilis. What would and, it take uh, to get you to City Field to see Mets Nationals this weekend? <laughs> I am not going out there. There's a lot of traffic. Uh, I tell you, I went last Wednesday, and it was literally an hour and eight minutes there. That's incredible. And then that, an hour and eight minutes home. I could like not believe it. That's what it takes me to get to work an hour and eight minutes. Yeah. I, I took off last Thursday morning specifically because I was going to the game and I didn't want to leave early and I knew I was going to sit in traffic getting out of the parking lot and then getting home. And not only did I not sit in traffic, I don't know how or what they did differently to direct traffic out because usually it's a mess. And it wasn't packed. There were probably 30,000 people there, maybe 28, 29,000 people there. Um, and some people did leave in the eighth inning because the Mets were up a few runs. But when the game ended, it was still a crush to the car. And I sat and waited for five minutes, and Kim's like, you know, it doesn't look so bad. I'm like, you're right. Got in the car. They were directing traffic, got right out, and home. It was. I was home, no joke. I was home last Wednesday night from the Met game. I want to say at 10. First, it was fast game, two hours and 10 minutes. Perfect. I was probably home by 10.35. I'm like, I could have went to work. But right. I was going to be I, I was going to be home midnight. And now that will encourage you to go again to the ballpark. Yes. You'd be like, I remember that time it only took me an hour 10 to get home. That is that is very true. Hmm. You are not wrong. Got some weird news yesterday, Weird Jerry. or wacky stuff. Oh, weird or wild. Uh, LeBron James' son. Yeah, this is not good. Bronny. Brony? Bronny. It's Bronny. LeBron Bronny. LeBron is not his name, Jerry. <laughs> that would be Brony. He is in a stable condition out of ICU after suffering cardiac arrest Monday morning. Yeah. He's 18, right? Yeah. 18 or 19, yeah. What a wild Going to USC story. this year. It's weird we hear about these things, especially young athletes like college players or uh, Bronny here. Uh, who's Was he in high school? No. Is he as still I, in high school? As I just said, he's going to USC. USC. <laughs> is he going to USC or he's currently in USC? He's enrolled in USC for this fall. For the fall, right? Yes. As is uh, Dennis Rodman's kid, I believe. Oh, is that true? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Power team. Rodman and James. Rodman That's and cool. James. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But um, I saw Elon Musk brought this up and people were furious at Elon Musk. But people do bring this up whenever we hear of a young kid uh, going into cardiac arrest. Elon Musk tweeted about Bronny's heart attack saying, we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Myocarditis 
is a known side effect. The only mm-hmm. question is whether it is rare or common. Which we don't know. Which we don't know, but people freak out. It's funny to me how people freak out without knowing for certain what it is. Exactly. Like, but, what he said is not wrong. It's his opinion. Okay. Right. But there are certain people, if you bring up a side effect from the vaccine, man, you they try to shut you down. He's just bringing up... But, That's possible. Way, it was the very first thing I thought of as soon I as did I too. saw this. I did well, too. Listen, anytime I'm seeing, and unfortunately we're seeing it way too much, yep. anytime I see someone in their 40s or 50s dropping dead, there's something wrong there. Especially so, a healthy person. does it, it absolutely goes through my mind. I don't know if it has anything to do with the vaccine whatsoever, if it's something in their family history. I don't know. But to me, everything's on the table until you do know. Right. Like, how can you look at it any other way? I know, but this is the problem. Like, the the vaccine thing is still such a de- debating topic that, that you can't even have the discussion with people. Correct, because people are closed-minded morons. Yeah. You hear that, you morons? Well, it's true, because none of us know. Right. So I don't know why you can't have the conversation. I don't know Especially either. when you're not saying anything definitively. Like, if you want to be definitive, I can yell at you because you don't know. Correct. Last time I checked, you don't have a lab coat on, and you're not doing tests and coming to real conclusions. Oh, I will bring a lab coat in tomorrow. So your opinion is about as good as ass. <laughs> honestly. Right. And then... To jump on the person that's going to be open-minded makes no sense because you don't know. The open-minded person is what you actually want. Right, like, let's have a discussion about it. Yeah, and hopefully someone gives us the truth at some time. Although, as we know, you can skew your truth any way you want these days. You sure can. Uh, So, but let's hope for the best, Jerry. Talk to your pets. Of course. Talk to your pets. It's not worth having conversations with humans. (laughs) Uh, yeah, my dog never argues back with me. We're all idiots. I will tell you that. But uh, yeah, no, she so, just does diarrhea. <laughs> and I did, by the way, uh, yesterday. I came home to one, oh, come on, one diarrhea on the carpet. Oh God, or on the, the rug, a rug. It's a washable rug. Oh, but that washable rug, man. <laughs> oh, it's been. It's seen some things. I can imagine. Yeah, as my washing machine has. But um, I oh. kind of think we're past it now. Well, when I walked there this morning, it was more of a uh, better solid situation. I understand. I gotcha. So I think uh, two days, I think I'm past it. I hope you're right. I did I did do something today, though. I rolled up all of my throw rugs, and I put down giant dog wee-wee pads, hoping that you poop on one of those. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Why Even not put her- the wee-wee pads on the carpet? Because then sometimes she... It leaks. No, she misses, and she stands probably on the pad and poops on the carpet. Got it. It's uh, unfortunately well, this is some process not, for you to have this dog. It's not a perfect situation. My God, right now. All right. Yeah, I did see. Also, Jerry, this is good news. You you love when love is in the air. I do. I love when love and you don't believe in marriage. Find love. I believe in marriage if you're going to have children. Okay. I don't believe in this marriage. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. 69-year-old Hulk Hogan, Jerry, brother, eat your vitamins. Mm -hmm. He is now engaged to 45-year-old yoga instructor. Mm. What's her name? I forget. I didn't write it down because the audience doesn't know who she is. This will be Hulk Hogan's third marriage. I tell you. 69, third marriage? Why why are you getting married? And what you're going to do when the whole world full of Hulkamaniacs destroy you? Go for it. I mean, go for I it, would right. think if it didn't work once, you want to try it again, okay. Mm-hmm. After that, right, what are we doing? Yeah, the third is always, that seems a What are you going to do, brother, when Boomer and Mania run wild on you, dude? All right, let me ask you this. Would you think this is <laughs> fun or crappy? Okay. Did you see where he announced the engagement? I did. At her best friend's wedding? Yeah, that was weird. That's kind of taken some of the uh, the excitement away, is it not? Not only, first of all, when you're Hulk Hogan and you go to somebody's wedding, you're already getting some of the attention because you're brother. When Hulkamania rules, when Hulkamania lives forever, when Hulkamania puts you down on your knees, I want the whole world to realize that I beat just your best. Okay. By the way, she's got a cool name. What is her name? Sky Daly. Oh. That is a cool that name. That is a good name. She's 45, Jerry. She is in... Wonderful yoga instructor shape, I'll tell you that. I would say brother. So. Listen to me, brother. 
Yeah, she's um, quite attractive. Man, Hulk Hogan was the best. And Still by the way, the best. I wouldn't put more children past him. 69! Have you seen what's going on with some of these guys in their 60s and 70s? A little Hulkamaniac. And she's only 45. Yeah, and she's in good shape. How many kids does he have? He has uh, two children. Two, okay. The daughter's 35 already. I mean, she's 45. She might want a family. Yeah. Oh, actually, she, she has uh, three kids. From, oh, she uh, does. She was previously married. Oh, then they're probably good to go. Yeah. Then just Five stay engaged. Once you're engaged, you get married. I did hear Hulk Hogan very recently on a podcast. Uh, he was talking about that. He and this yoga instructor, they just uh, they just go to the beach every day. Clearwater Beach, Florida. Sounds terrible. <laughs> he has had many surgeries yeah, I would so think many. so. We had him in here after... Plastic surgery no, or repairing uh, surgery? Repairing uh, his back. He's had like 20... He legitimately 25 surgeries. Yeah. Well, when you jump off turnbuckles and yeah. land on a concrete floor, yes. That's going to... Or on tables. Yes. I, I don't know how you avoid that. Man, when he beat the Iron Sheik in the garden, that was one of the greatest American moments in America. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? I don't, we but beat okay. the Iron Sheik. A dude from Iran who we definitely at the time didn't like. I still don't think we like Iran. I don't know much about politics. We do not like days. Iran. Nor do they like us An Iranian all. took our American wrestling belt and Hulk Hogan had to take it back in Madison Square Garden, Jerry. That is one hell of a script right there. The number one arena in the world. Yes. And he took it back. Well, it was given to us Americans. Him. Yeah, that's how it was written. Well, you pinned him, Jerry. Well, because he was supposed to. And the Iron Sheik knew that. I don't think so. <laughs> Five thirty-six. More. Hey, maybe more wrestling. Maybe we'll find another sixty-nine-year-old and engage to a forty-five-year-old yoga instructor. Who oh, knows? Yeah. All that and more, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I think it's fair to say that that uh, perfect game by Domingo Herman feels like it, uh, six years ago now. It was only like a month ago. It feels like, well. I think it was only like a month, two months, month, month ago. Month that's ago. it. It was not long ago at all. And that was one that happened in Oakland when everybody was sleeping. And by the way, I'd feel completely fine if I'm Domingo Herman and I'm losing these other games. But like, I'm sorry, I pitched a perfect game like a month ago. Yeah. So get off my back. What have you done for me? He, his baseball will go on the Hall of Fame. Yes. He will be remembered as one of very few in this game that have done what he did. Mm-hmm. But he sucks right now. <laughs> You don't think any of the Mets were like, oh, my gosh, I'm going up against a dude no. who threw a perfect game? No, I don't. Oh. Nope. So that intimidation factor, gone. It is gone. That is correct. Man, I bet I bet you the first game after, people were like, hmm, I'm going to try a guy. I need to get hit off this guy. This guy well, threw I, a perfect I, game. I think the first game after anybody throws a no-hitter or a perfect game, your first thought is how far can he go? Yes, how many innings? Yes. How much can he keep it going? And I don't remember how long it was. I think it was like the third I, inning. No, or, I think it was the first inning. Didn't he walk it was the, the second batter I think after that? It was that? the first inning. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can check that. I can. Check yeah, I feel that. like we would have heard about it if he went like three innings without a, no, I a don't problem. Think he did. I don't think he did. Hmm. Pretty sure anyway. But I'll have an answer for you within uh, ninety seconds. Okay. Awesome. Let me give you some NFL news, Jerry. A couple NFL notes. There's a lot I, going on yesterday that I uh, put on my show sheet for today. Yeah. Uh, let me give you the first one is uh, Justin Herbert, the uh, quarterback for the, the oh, not San Diego Chargers. They're, they're in Los Angeles they were the San now. Diego Chargers. Me too. I know, I know. San Diego, Super Chargers. Uh, he got a huge five-year extension worth $262.5 million. Right. Now, I did the math on this, Jerry. Five goes into 26 five times, carry the one. Mm-hmm. It's, over, like, it's over $50 million a year. Yeah. It's a lot of money. You better get to a Super Bowl. No, you don't have to, actually. Matter of fact, you can be terrible. You can't Dan Fouts us here and be really great in sure the regular season and then not go to a Super Bowl. A lot of great quarterbacks never won a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. How'd Dan Marino do? He didn't win Super Bowl. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And Dan Marino would be a $55 million a year quarterback right now. Oh, for, for and sure. And understandably so. Yes. Although so, I, think probably, I think the payroll is... Ludicrous, not mm-hmm. payroll, but the pay scale for quarterbacks. I think is stupid, but sure is. Know. So Boomer was waiting with uh, for was waiting for this uh, deal to drop to see what the Joe Burrow deal is going to be because mm-hmm. that is expected to be even bigger than this Justin Herbert deal. Yeah, he's going to get four hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> wow, what is the math on that? Oh my god, it's a lot of corn. 
I, a lot of a corn lot of to corn. be fed. I want $100 million a year. That's what I would hold out for. If I'm one of these top quarterbacks, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I go right back into the office and go, give me all the cash. You know, all jokes aside, yeah. if the salary cap goes up as much as people are talking about it going up next year, you're not far off on that. Yeah, by the way, it's like, all just going to go to the quarterback again yeah. anyway. And guess what? 29 teams aren't going to win. Yeah, that's so true. If they raise the, the, the uh, what are you calling that again? The here? salary cap. The salary cap. It's just more money for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to spread it around. Well, everybody will make more. No, I, the guys will make more money. But the, the, the position that's going to benefit the most is going to be the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, all kidding aside, I don't think it'll get to $100 million a year anytime soon. But if you told me that they gave him five years at 75 a year, why not? They're making 55 right now, and the salary cap went up, but it didn't go up crazy. From everything I'm reading, the cap next year might be, or in a year after that, might be like, not double, but could go 50% higher with all these new revenue streams the NFL has. So if that's the case, why wouldn't that position go up 50%? From fifty-five I, yeah. to seventy-five or eighty million a year, right, it's just it's so stupid. It really is so cool. I would think it'd be cool just going out there and making a million a game. Yeah, right. And and you're not even in the ballpark. No, a million a game only gives you seventeen million dollars a year for a quarterback. And you take, I'm trying to think. Give me an average. Give me an average quarterback now. And I don't. Not a bad one. I don't want someone that you know got benched three games in. Give me. In a an average to an above average quarterback. I'm Boomer Esiason. No, no, no. That's what about playing, Dak Prescott? That's playing right now. Well, Dak Prescott's making thirty five million a year. What about? You, do you think his performance last year was worth thirty five million dollars? No, no, I don't either. Oh my gosh, that's easy to do, Jerry. That was two million dollars a game. Right. It's easy to do the math on that one. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. I'm what so about g- Kirk Cousins? Where All right, he, Kirk Cousins. I saw him on that quarterback show. I'm in love with him now. The only thing with that is you got to check the. These the get, things get nuts with the what they make, what the cap hit is, what their base salary yeah, is. It gets confusing. So if I go, all right, let's do total cash. Cash. Is that, is that worth yeah, I don't I know how to do cash. this. All right, how about this? Annual average value. That seems to be the new term these days. Yeah. So why do I only have, let's see here. So Justin Herbert now makes the most. He makes 52.5 a year. Second is Lamar Jackson. And I know Lamar Jackson's a great player. $52 million for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, man, your best bet is if you could get Always a, injured and doesn't not a great thrower of the ball. Great player. $52 million. Okay. Jalen Hurts, $51 million. Aaron Rodgers, 50.2. Who'd you ask me about? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, $35 million. Dak Prescott, I'm sorry, I shortchanged the Dak, forty million, more than two mil a game. I, I, these numbers, like, awesome. and I'm not picking on him because I'm his biggest fan. But Daniel Jones is worth forty million dollars. That's correct. Jerry. And Saquon Barkley gets ten, only ten. Yeah, I mean it's so stupid. So let's see. I'll give you. You said what you thought it'd be cool to make a million a year, right? A million a year. Oh, right. No, a million a game. A million a game. I'm 17 sorry. Seventeen million a year. So let me get you a quarterback in that neighborhood. Yeah, give me a seventeen million dollar. I bet he sucks. There isn't one. No, he's not. So here's good. the drop off. Jimmy Garoppolo makes twenty five million this year. Average. After him is Jordan Love. This guy's a pauper. Thirteen point five. Oh my goodness, Jerry! He makes nothing. How is the man gonna live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> <laughs> on that kind of cash? Then you got the young guys. Bryce Young's making nine point four. Trevor Lawrence nine point one. Uh, Zach Wilson this year will make nine million dollars for real. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's right. Half that's his average game. value. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Zach Wilson this year will make uh, eight point eight million. Joe Burrow right now is on the books for nine million. Seems fair. Well, it will be fair when he gets 75 a year, which is very possible. I mean, these numbers are nuts. Then a bunch of the stuff I was reading from uh, some of these NFL reporters uh, talking about, of course, that uh, Joe Burrow is going to get a big deal now because of this Herbert thing. But they said then the next guy up is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, who's making $9 million this year. But is he like... He's on the Jaguars. And he's... We don't even care about that. They made the playoffs last year. He's a good player. Okay. I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say anymore with these hmm. salaries. Ryan Tannehill makes $30 million. I got one for you. Justin Fields. Okay. That's a Chicago good Bears. One. Probably still on his. I don't know if Justin Fields is off his deal. He's got to be still on his rookie deal, right? Oh, so he's making. Hold enough. on. Here, uh, here he is. 4.7. Nice. But he he's in line for a payday after this year, I would think. Yeah. Mike White's getting $4 million. A Mike White. To be a backup. Yeah. It but, is nuts, man. By the way, Justin Fields turned down an offer to be on the next season of Quarterback on Netflix. I saw that. Thought it'd be yeah. distracting, right? Yeah, he said he thought it would change the vibe for everyone in the locker room. He didn't want to change any vibes. If I ask you right now, real quick, <laughs> what did the Arizona Cardinals go last year? What did they do? Yeah. As You're, far as their record? Yeah. I know it wasn't good. I think they won f- Five games. They were four and thirteen. Oh, I almost said four. And their quarterback made forty seven million dollars. <laughs> and here's a better one. That's right. I forget about um Russell Wilson. The Broncos last year, five and twelve. Russell Wilson, forty nine million dollars. Awesome. I mean, for that performance, you gotta be kidding. Like to me, you make that kind of money, you're not allowed to be that bad unless you give the money back. How about this? We always talk about contract year, you know, year to year. You you can't do one year contract. I understand all that. How about this? You want fifty two million dollars? No problem. Not only we'll give you the fifty two million dollars, but if you surpass certain benchmarks, we'll give you more. If you suck, however, we want a rebate. Yeah, we take some cash back. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, the fact that they have to pay Russell Wilson. $50 million after that crap last year. And the same thing, I know Kyler Murray's injured. I understand that. But the fact that he made $46 million, they were brutal last year. Yeah. This is what I happens. Mean, it's it such feels a like joke. It really is. When the quarterback's deal comes up, people are so nervous. Teams are so nervous to not God. have a quarterback that they'll even take their mediocre quarterback, who's not terrible, and then they pay them big bucks. When was the last time Jimmy Garoppolo played a full season? Years ago. You got $25 million. And that, by the way, is not much. Right. In this day and age. Correct. Unbelievable. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Look who we're talking about here with uh, Amy uh, Jones. <laughs> Amy Lawrence. Who is it? Odyssey Sports Minute, Justin Herbert. Oh. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, a minute or so to go. Boomer and Gio. Well, Gio's standing by. Boomer will be here with him five minutes. What else you got, Al? I also saw John Lynch, the 49ers GM. What do you do? He came out yesterday and said Brock Purdy is oh, yeah. rocking and rolling and ready to well, go. Yes, he's not ready for game action, but he's ready to start taking part in practice. Oh, I thought they made it seem like he was like... Well, medically cleared, but like if they had a game today, he couldn't play yet. They said cleared without restrictions. Yeah, but still not... If you read more of the article, he's not quite ready. I actually did read a couple paragraphs into this one, Jerry, and I saw that he's on a – I didn't know they called it a pitch count. A pitch count. For quarterbacks. Remember he had the elbow that you guys yeah. were mocking him for well, in the playoffs. I mean, it was a playoff game. You got to get out there. That's all we were saying. You know what I mean, Jerry? But he was out there. got to put the team on your back. But he, he played. Yeah, but he didn't, like, throw it down the field. No, he didn't. He did not. So, I don't know, but he'll be ready to go again. I hope he – I like him as a – you know, I like a guy who – You, you never, like the underdog story. Yeah, I love an underdog story. And I like John Lynch from his years with the Buccaneers. I hate the 49ers. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.